This is a 98FM podcast. I'm joined by the original Super Nanny, who was around years before Joe Frost and whose clients include Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. And a list, has a list of royal clients to beat the band. Rachel Waddelove, you're very welcome to the show. How are you? Very good, thank you. Great stuff. Now, your new book, uh, you are, of course, a nanny. You have nannied for years and years. You're a parenting expert and you're an author as well. But your new book, Sleep Solutions, quiet nights for you and your child from birth to five years instantly uh, caught my attention because I'm afraid, uh, and it is uh, completely probably my fault, my two <laughs> children, six, a six-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl, neither yeah. of them sleep through the night. But oh, you, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> do you reckon, Rachel, that that is down to parenting? Oh, well, I'm afraid it might be. I mean, I probably need to look into it a little bit more with you and we'd need to go into details. But my guess is if you've got two like that, yeah. it probably is to do with not putting down some good firm boundaries when they were younger. Ah. Now, I, I saw... Um, I was reading a little bit about you and you said that we need to kind of return to foundation parenting, Rachel. What, what is that? Well, I think it is what I've just said, really, is putting down boundaries. And I think um, a lot of parents today are very frightened of putting down boundaries because there is a lot of fear today with parenting. And that's really why all my three books, I've written all of them, to try and take the fear away and um, to encourage people to enjoy their babies and their children. Um, and I think really, yes, we do need to get back to the fact that actually mum and dad are the ones who are calling the tune. And that if you don't start putting down boundaries down, you very often have little ones by the time they're three or four, or before that, even at two, you know, just ruling the roost, really. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. and, and then the parents don't know what to do. So should you be able to, in, in, in your experience, Rachel, should you be able to go to a shop with two children in tow or one child in tow and for it to be a seamless exercise? Is, is that doable? Uh, well, I wouldn't say that's doable <laughs> because usually most children at some stage hate shopping. I remember my three all went through it and there was an age when actually you get into the shop and they'd absolutely shout their little heads off. And yeah. Actually, there's a period of time when possibly it's better to leave them at home or to go shopping at another stage. So I think um, to say that all children will be fine in the shops at all time, no, that's not realistic. Now, you believe as well that parents have lost sight of, of basics. So if you say setting boundaries, how do you do that, Rachel, for people who, who want to know? Well, um, obviously, it's talking to people about, obviously, how old their baby or their child is, what's happened. I mean, if you're talking about a new baby and you want to know how big the baby is and what sort of a delivery mum had and whether she's breast or bottle feeding and all that sort of thing and whether she's in a routine, and then we talk all that through and then try and just say, look, you know, this is what I would do if I was you. And if you've got a young baby, um, the most important thing is that he's got a full tummy, Mm. Um, babies won't sleep on empty or half-empty tummies. They need to be tanked up at every feed. And then uh, make sure they've got clean nappies and they've brought their wind up and they've had enough wakeful time and then tuck them down in their cots and let them learn to self-settle. So important. Um, and actually, you know, if you put those sort of things in when they're young and, you know, they learn how to self-settle, you won't have nearly so many problems as they get um, bigger. Um, obviously, we all know that, you know, when babies start cutting teeth, they have teeth, they're teething, and they're, they wake in the night, or if they're not very well, 
you know, they'll wake. But in general, you know, babies who sleep well are generally good sleepers as toddlers and also good sleepers as five-year-olds and, you know, go on having good sleeps. So, and can you just say in in my situation, and I know it's it's there's more there than you know that meets the eye. But if you meet a family, just say who have a child or two children who yeah. come in every night, can that be broken, Rachel? Yeah, I mean you just really have to be firm. And and actually, I think you know when you've got children of your sort of age, you you sit down and you talk to them and you say, actually, yeah, we're not having this anymore. This is actually night night's time. And you say, look, this is what we all do. We go to sleep and we're going to be very tired i mean i think at your age children you can actually talk to them and what i would do is i would do rewards for them so actually you're going to um do positive parenting although you're putting boundaries in saying right okay we're going to have star charts or whatever and then when they've done you know they can show you over a week or 10 days actually they can do this then we're putting all the stars on every day and if they've got the amount of stars that you want them to have then they have a treat and you take them out. And I'm a great believer in rewarding children when they get to the age of understanding rather than negative, negative all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know as parents, I know what it's like. You can get to the end of the day when you've got a a one-year-old, two-year-old, 18-month-old or two and a half and you actually feel you've said no all day long. (laughs) And that really has a negative effect on a child. So it is actually putting positives in. Is it like going back, Rachel, to old-fashioned parenting, really? Because I know, I don't think you're a fan of attachment parenting, are you? No, I'm not. But you know what? People have to make a choice. And if people come and they say to me they're doing attachment parenting and it works for them and there's no problems with the children and there's no problems with then detaching them at some stage, okay, If it works for them, fine. I personally wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't recommend it. But I know that we're all different, Mm. and we don't all fit into certain moulds. So, you know, where I'm coming from is more the sort of putting babies in their cots and, you know, letting them learn to self-settle. And really, actually, there's nothing new in what I'm saying. It's just (laughs) nobody's heard it for a bit. (laughs) I I know, but... I think I think when Gina Ford came out and and she would have been um, yes. uh, she would have advocated putting a baby down at a certain time and they should yeah. have sleep from seven till seven and let them yeah. cry their heads off. Yeah. Um, would you? And I know there's a difference between settling themselves and and being able to go to sleep themselves. But yeah. would you recommend picking up a baby if if it's crying? If if well, it depends at what stage mm. you've got and what you're doing. Um, I, I think when I'm talking to people and I've got a website and do lots of consultation. Um, over the telephone home visits every case every family that i deal with is different so we talk about the situation and how long mum can feel to leave leave baby and you know what they're doing and all the rest of it so in general yes obviously if you're sleep training um you go in and you stroke their forehead and you know if they're little and you just say you know mummy loves you and you're not coming out and this sort of thing you don't pick them out of the cot but i mean that's you know, that's, we're talking about controlled crying, which has been around for years. Yeah. Um, but I think um, what we're not talking about is leaving a cold, hungry, unloved child to scream for hours. That is abuse. Mm. So that is what I'm not talking about. I'm talking about lovingly putting down boundaries. A, ch- a baby or a child has a full tummy, is loved and is warm and comfortable, and you're 
doing good parenting by teaching your little one to sleep because at the end of the day that child is going to benefit from good nights absolutely because when they don't sleep they're like devils the next day well they are and Mm. and, you know they get to school and they underachieve if they're not sleepers and um, so I think you know when you point that all that sort of thing out to parents they then begin to look at it in the wider field that actually this is good parenting by teaching your children to sleep. Does that follow through then, Rachel, I suppose, for meal times and, and for routines in general? How do, how do you make um, a child who doesn't want to sit at a table have a meal? How, how do you... Well, I think, you know, you just take it away and say, OK, you get down and go off and play and you, they don't have any snacks in between. Um, because what I wouldn't do is having have lots of messing about and lots of battles. You just don't want battles, really. And actually, most children, unless they have a real food issue, will eat breakfast and eat a good breakfast. I mean, obviously, I'm generalising here because we're talking about That's children fine. Yeah. sort of ages. That's fine, though. Um, but most children will eat a good breakfast. And you look at talking about toddlers, you'll often find that they'll perhaps have one other good meal a day and they might not have anything else much. At another meal, you might sit them up and they might not have much. But then if you get to the stage where children are up and down, mm. then actually you've got to put some discipline in. No, actually, this is a meal time, and you're sitting up to the table with mummy and daddy. And if they refuse to, then okay, you get down and you go away. You're not going to eat. You're not going to walk around the house with, with things in your food, in your hand, food in your hands, smear it all around the sofa. Absolutely. You know? But I suppose what I'm getting from you as well, Rachel, is that you're not about uh, causing... I suppose if you start fighting with them at that stage, then meals become very stressful for everybody. Uh, I think, you know, I'm a great believer if you can avoid battles. Mm. Some battles have to be won. There are some battles in parenting which actually you can turn your back on and you can actually um, get on and do something else. But obviously there are battles that, you know that have to be won and I think um, you know vicious behaviour that sort of thing and rudeness and there, there, there are things that you know the boundaries have to be put down but I think that's a very personal thing between a mum and dad and they have to decide where those boundaries are going to be what is acceptable behaviour and what is not acceptable behaviour. Very good and I suppose um, with, with the times we were in, I, uh, an awful lot of um, parents both are working to kind yeah. of make ends meet. So do you find that, uh, and of course, I mean, I'm, I'm there myself, the guilt, and we probably, women, I think as well, mothers tend to yeah. overcompensate yeah. then. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think that's definitely, I think particularly from the woman point of view, because really a lot of women underneath would really like to be at home yeah. more with yeah. their children. Mm. And uh, because of finances, they have to work. Or perhaps you've got a woman who really does want to work, but she feels guilty that she's not at home with her children. So therefore, you tend to overcompensate or you give in to them. And I think women are frightened or parents are frightened that they'll lose their children's love. Mm. Whereas actually, children thrive on boundaries and structure and knowing where they stand in the family and that mummy and daddy love them. Even if mummy and daddy say no, mummy and daddy still love them and it's really it's basic parenting things it's foundational stuff fantastic well your book i would say is is it is it actually on the shelves yet um rachel yes my book's been out about a fortnight sleep solutions and my website is rachelsbabies.com so if anybody wants to get in touch with me um 
you know, they can get to me through that way as well. Fantastic. Well, look, the, the best of luck. I, I'd say it is selling like hotcakes because sleep deprivation, I think, is the one thing as a parent that will dri- yeah. drive you over the edge. Absolutely, it does. It does. It, I mean, it can drive you over the edge. I think that's absolutely right. And then when you're so tired, you haven't got the energy to put it right. That's it. That's it. Well, yeah. Rachel, listen, it's been absolutely delightful talking to you. Lovely. Um, and Thank you, Joan. You've been listening to a 98FM podcast. Download more at 98FM.com.